Hey, Ambitious Mama, welcome to Becoming with Lauren Ricks. I'm so excited and so honored you are here. This podcast is for you if you are an on-the-go mompreneur looking for a different way of doing life and business, a more God-centered way that feels aligned with how you want to show up in this season of life you are in right now. Because I see you, Mama, hustling around the clock, burnt out, and missing out out on all the moments that you thought you would see because you can't let go of the hustle. There is a different way. And in this podcast, we will cover conversations about God and your faith, being an entrepreneur, all things mother, and out of the box thinking. I cannot wait to take you on this journey with me. Becoming with me, Lauren Ricks, specifically the Bible series where we are reading and jumping into Ecclesiastes. It has been an interesting book so far. We are on Ecclesiastes 6 today, and I really hope and pray that you have been loving these little daily doses of um, insight, wisdom, Bible. And it's really hopefully helping you deepen that relationship you have, not with just yourself, because it's hopefully asked like it's hopefully causing you to ask yourself questions, deep questions, but hopefully it also is reclaiming and deepening that relationship with God, your creator. So if you've been loving these little podcast, you are going to want to check out Reclaim, which is my one week mini mind where we're really going to dive into these kind of topics and you're going to be able to respond to me. You're going to be able to have conversation with me around these different kinds of topics like this. You're going to be able to not just listen, but respond with your insights, respond with your questions. It's going to be such a cool experience. So If you want access to that, the link is in my show notes. So let's jump into today's topic. We are talking about, we're talking about Solomon in Ecclesiastes 6. And this was a really good one. Again, I feel like they're all really good, which is different insights. But um, I want to read from you right now, 6-2. This is Solomon again, and he's saying, um... He's found another serious tragedy under the sun. And this says, God gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want, but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy the things. They die and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is meaningless and a sickening tragedy. Um, 6.3 says, A man might have a hundred children and live to be very old, but if he finds no satisfaction in life, but... But if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't even get a decent burial, it would have been better for him to be born dead. And this is interesting, and it goes back to what we've been talking about, about how wealth and money and things don't create the happiness, right? He says this here, like, this man has all the wealth, all the things he could ever want, but he's dissatisfied with his life. And what would be better to have a life you're so satisfied with a life that truly lights you up and maybe you don't have all the things you are maybe struggling financially maybe you just have barely enough to get by or to have all the wealth and not be satisfied with your life and 
I'm coming in with this this other like option too of like why not God? Why can't we have both? Right? Why not can't we have all the things we desire and be satisfied and happy and content with our life, right? And I think God truly wants us to have that. And it's checking our intention, just like we talked about yesterday, um, with why we want the things and, and creating the satisfaction and the, the feeling good, the gratefulness, the happiness, the contentment, wherever we are when it comes to what we have right? It's not waiting until we have the thing to be grateful for the thing. It's being grateful for what we have now along our process, along our journey to receiving whatever God has for us, right? Um, so another thing I underlined down here in, um, it's 6-4 and it says, yet we have, yet, yet he had, he, oh my gosh, sorry words, yet he would have had more peace Oh, that's not it. Um, he might have lived a, th- a thousand years twice over, but still not find contentment. Find contentment. I feel like that is something that God wants us to have in our life is contentment. And this is something that's been put on my heart for a long time is like I struggle with contentment. I struggle with not wanting to know what's next. I struggle with like, oh, what's the next thing? What's the plan? Where am I going? What's the next goal? What's the next thing? Blah, blah, blah. And I never feel content. And this is something that God has been working on in my heart is feeling content with where I'm at. And that doesn't mean complacency. That doesn't mean not working hard for what you want. But it also, but it means being grateful. This is what I I believe it means. Being grateful for what you have and not constantly looking for what's next, but really enjoying where you're at. But also working hard and going after the callings and the passions God's ha- God has put in your life, right? It doesn't just mean sitting idle and doing nothing. Um, down below in my description section, I want to read you what he has for 6-1 through 6 Um, He said, this person, so he's talking about the person we talked about, the man who has all the things. This person has died without being able to enjoy his wealth and honor. Everyone dies, both rich and poor, and end up in the grave. Many people work hard to prolong life and improve their physical condition. Yet people spend little time or effort on their spiritual health. How short-sighted is it to work hard to extend this life and not take the time to prepare for eternity. And my question that came right after that is how do we prepare for eternity? How do we how do we um spend time and effort in our spiritual health? And I believe it's like what we're doing right now. You guys listening to this and reading the Bible and and deepening that relationship with God, our creator and really enjoying the the life he has given you even if it's not the life you want right now. That's okay. But you can have that conversation with God and enjoy what he is giving you now, right? He wants to see us enjoy what we have now. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard this saying of like, enjoy, like, uh, I'm going to butcher it. But it's basically like, he's not going to give you more if you're not enjoying what you have. Which, here's the thing. Now that's confusing to me because look at these people, look at the people we've talked about so far in Ecclesiastes. Like, they've had all the things and they don't enjoy their life. So, 
you know, maybe God was trying to teach them something in the in that, and they didn't learn. They they chose the money and the wealth and the fame over learning God's lesson to really slow down and enjoy their life. And we can learn that from them for our life, right? So um, the next section, oh, I did want to read this. This is part of 1612. It says, prosperity is not always good and adversity is not always good, but God is always good. And he, and if we live as he wants us to, we will be content. And I think God wants us all to love him and love each other, right? And your calling, your promise, your process on this light, on this world, in this world is going to be so different than everybody else's. But to find that out, to figure that out, you have to have a relationship with God for him to keep guiding you, right? Um, the next part, the next chapter I want to read, or the next verse I want to read is 6-9, and it says, enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. This, this is funny because I feel like I have spent so many years daydreaming. I still do. I love daydreaming. Um, but also like envisioning the things I, the things I want, the things I desire, um, thinking about the things I want, the things I desire. And in here he says, it's like chasing the wind. Enjoy what you have rather than wishing for something more, wishing, wishing for something different, focusing on what you don't have, right? I wonder what would happen if we focus so much more time on enjoying what we had versus thinking about the things we don't have. I wonder how our perception and our attitude and our life would change, right? I don't know. Maybe we should try that out. And then the next verse I want to read, this was a really short chapter. The next verse I want to read says, everything has already been decided. It has known, this is 10, 610. Everything has already been decided. It has known, it was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about our destiny. I don't know about you, but when I read that, it almost like took a weight off my shoulders. Like, I don't have to be the one to decide what my destiny is going to be. I can literally go to God, have that relationship with him, follow in the footsteps that he has given me, doing the best I can, love people around me, enjoy my life, right? He has put us where we are right now in this moment with your job, with your family, listening to this podcast for a reason. We're here for a reason. And... Sometimes we can we can miss the moment we're in because we're thinking about the things we don't have or the things we want to have versus looking at what we have right now, right? So the last section I'm going to read is my dis- little description at the end and it says it's 4612 and it says the only one who knows what will happen after we're gone is God. No human knows the future. So each day must be lived for its own value. Solomon is arguing against the notion that human beings can take charge of their own destiny. In all of our plans, we should look up to God, not just ahead to the future. This is so good. And I know we hear we hear so much like take control of your life, right? What does that look like? For me, I feel like now it means partnering with God. It means taking control of my life and starting to, you know, be intentional, but also making sure I'm, I'm consulting and I'm going to God for the next step, for the thing I should do, 
for counsel and not constantly looking outside of myself to everybody else, right? It's learning to be content with where I'm at, but still know that I'm, and maybe not still know, maybe be excited for what God has for us next, right? Um, and in working hard after what he's put in front of me and the passions and the callings he has put in my life, right? So this was a shorter, oh, I'm still, it's still like 11 minutes. Um, but I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. This was a little bit of a shorter chapter. Um, again, I would love to hear from you. If you are loving this series, it would be an honor to just hear how it's been changing your life. And I will see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.